0: Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Nigro again. Our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Finally, a really nice day here in Massachusetts. Spring was on the horizon. Um, many thanks to all of you guys who with the positive comments and um, suggestions. And uh, again, very humbled by how many people are coming from different parts of the globe for me uh, to do neuropsych evals on them. It was a truly humbling experience, and I, I look forward to this every week. And as Julie always points out, and she's not here right now, um, you know, why don't you think during the week of what you're going to talk about? Um, just not how my mind works, it just keep this very organic. Um, so today's topic, we're going to focus. I wanted to focus on emotion. Now, for those of you who follow the this program. Um, which is quite a few. I never expected we'd be at the numbers that we are. Um, So why is he talking about emotion when he talks about cognitive behavioral therapy and emotions having no place in it? I'm not talking from a cognitive behavioral or therapeutic perspective. I'm talking from a human perspective. And I got a lot of texts over and emails and even just conversations over the past week. And uh, if I haven't gotten back to you, please reach out to me. I'll give you my contact information at the end of the show. Uh, I do my best to get back to people. Um, I think the, the current situation um, in Ukraine has certainly evoked uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of fear, um, a lot of angst, uh, a lot of uncertainty, and uh, we are emotional beings by nature, and emotion is really regulated by a structure in the brain called the amygdala along with other structures. That's the primary part of the brain that uh, deals with emotional regulation. And is um, <clears throat> uh, a great song. As many of you know that I'm a huge uh, Bruce Springsteen fan, uh, not as a crazy fanatic rock and roll fan, but just as an extreme admirer of his ability to put into words in an articulate yet simplistic way what the human experience, the human condition is. Um, So uh, two of the tattoos I have on my arm, I have one on my left arm and one on my right arm, uh, uh, the words love and the word fear. And my perspective is I think those are the two universal human emotions that guide all of our lives. And uh, there was a line in the song that he wrote called Leah, Uh, He even said he stole the title from Roy Orbison's original song, Uh, but it's a great song about a man who's just really trying to find himself in his own world and in his own relationship with who he's with. And, And Bruce Springsteen said something in that song, a line of the song that I think was incredibly relevant and resonated with me. He said, the line is, I walk this road with a hammer and a fiery lantern. In one hand I build, and the other I destroy. And so right below those words, um, the different tattoos on my arm, uh, I have uh, a tattoo of a fiery lantern, and I have a tattoo of a hammer, because I I do think that we go through life with a hammer and a fiery lantern, and, and, and we create and we destroy. And sometimes we destroy out of intent, uh, and sometimes we destroy out of ill-advised actions. Sometimes we destroy out of, uh, behaviors that may become so egregious, uh, such as addiction or, uh, you know, untreatable or untreated, um, emotional dysregulation or, or anger and, and, um, you know there's there's the, the most important thing and I somebody texted me early this morning that they were getting out of plane and and um, you know thank me for the podcast and they talked about just filling feeling, feeling this void and almost this numbness and you know you can look at people who are on different psychiatric medications if they're on high doses and this was you know I think it still goes on today but it it, it was you know was different medications will cause the effects and people will say like, you know, I know I'm sad, but I don't feel sad. I know that I'm happy, but I don't feel happy. And that's from a psychopharmacinetic perspective. Um, but from just a, a human experience, it, I think it's really important that we allow ourselves the ability and allow ourselves the option and the space and the time to feel. But I also think it's important that we do not give ourselves permission to stay in a in a in a negative emotional state, um, you know, I think it's important to use the kind of the you know some metaphor, but the the axiom of um, make adjustments, not excuses. You know, but but it's important to that we are able to own our feelings, uh, whether that's happiness, sadness, joy, peace, sorrow. Anger, uh, c- confusion. Um, you know, there's a, there's a litany of of different emotions, and it it's um, it, it, it's part of the human experience. And you know, this month is a hard month for me because uh, this is the month that I not only lost my father, but I lost my best friend, being one of the same person. So it doesn't matter how many years of education that I have uh, or how much experience, uh, none of us are immune and there's no inoculation from what the world can bring. And I think a lot of times people are hesitant to verbalize their emotions, to express their emotions, to articulate their emotions or to even feel their emotions. And there's other people that become so comfortable in their dysfunctional emotions that anything outside of that is is scary. It, it, it seems ironic, but it, it it's you know the the it's almost like the regression to the mean. it's, it's the regression to what's familiar, what's predictable, what i i i i know in and out every day, whether that's healthy, unhealthy, maladaptive, adaptive, it, it really doesn't matter, but i guess one of the points i want to make is um in, in this particular episode is giving ourselves permission to feel. And um Questioning why do we feel that way, and again going back to saying like, well, why is he talking about emotions when he says emotions have no place in therapy? Again, I'm not talking about a therapeutic perspective. I think I'm coming probably more from a philosophical, existential perspective. Um, emotions are something that I think that are very unique to humans. Uh, there's there's debate in terms of whether animals feel emotion. Uh, I think they could feel pain. I think they could sense fear. You know, but I don't if you get into the more complex emotions of like calmness or unhappiness. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of people have their dogs on Prozac or Zoloft. So, you know, emotions come to us, but I think from from a uniquely human perspective, um, we are all imperfect beings and it's okay to be imperfectly perfect, if that if that makes any sense, it may sound like an oxymoron, but it, it it's okay to be imperfectly perfect. In 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 Western society, uh, especially with with social media and just advertisements and what you see online, there's this this uh, unspoken subtext and unspoken maybe requirement to kind of perform to a level that, one, we may not be able to achieve, two, we may not want to, but feel this uh, inordinate amount of pressure to act or feel in, in a certain way. Um, so it it it's, we're, we're indoctrinated into a culture uh, of having to, you know, Either acknowledge our emotions, uh, suppress them, repress them, uh, project them. But independent, of what we do with the emotions, we have to own them. And everybody likes the emotions of happy, you know. Sometimes people like the emotion of scary when you're watching, like Julie and I watch, like watching like scary movies with the kids, and you know. But you know, it's not not real. But you know, in in in, in a uh, era and a you know current time frame independent of where you guys are in the world of what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. I mean there's there's real fear. And there are situations where you know the emotions are commensurate with the situation going on. And other times our emotions sometimes can be almost paralyzing you take like something called like anticipatory anxiety, where this intense fear, like say a student has to give a speech in front of the class, and the speech is in for three weeks, but they are in, incredibly anxious because they're, they're, they're assuming, you know, assume stands for, they're assuming this, this worst case scenario of what's going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, we are the owners, we, we hold the manual to our emotional states, and i'm I'm not getting into specific disorders like borderline where there's emotional dysregulation uh the bipolar disorders or bipolarity where there's mania or hypomania. I'm just talking about our everyday common shared emotional experiences and 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 perception has a lot to do with this. I've mentioned this you know a long time ago that i I think there is no reality there's only perception so two of us can see uh what I mean by that is two of us can see a specific event take place and have two totally different cognitive and emotional interpretations of it and that's the unique framework whether that's temperament whether that's personality whether that's distortion it could be a variety of things but emotions are are they're part of our human experience and you know the negative ones. We try to deny them. Some people self medicate with alcohol or drugs. Some people again use repression and just I I'm going to you know just put this in the closet. Some people use projection and and act out. But you know emotions are very powerful. Emotions are something that we just can't flip off a switch. Um, and again, not getting into the realm of psychopathology, but just getting into the realm of our everyday human experiences. Don't be afraid to allow yourself to feel. But as I have said before, do not allow yourself to stay there. And this is where the whole notion of getting into therapy, getting into a psychotropic medication regimen, um, because emotions can be incredibly powerful. They, they can be incredibly powerful. Painful, and they could be incredibly euphoric. You know, think about, you know, the the, the perfect Christmases, and you know, the, these these amazing birthdays, and or going to a baseball game, and you know, going to a concert, and feeling good. We all we all love that stuff. It it's the other things. It's it's the times of death. It's the times of loss. It's the times of despair. It's the times of uh, of separation or divorce or children, you know, getting off course, you know, that's when I think we start to get to a point where the emotions, um, look at it this way, when emotion goes up, logic goes down. And I think anytime we make emotional decisions, they generally have a, a bad consequence. Uh, overspending, it feels really good to go out and just go on a huge shopping spree, but then you realize, hey, I don't have the finances to really, you know, pay this credit card bill. Or, Uh, you go out and you order, you know, really, really greasy pizza, you know, being from Chicago, uh, I still order pizza, you know, Julie and I eat very healthy, but I'll still have a piece. Now and then I order from Lou Malnati's and they ship it out because Massachusetts, they haven't figured out pizza yet. Um, so Chicago pizza is definitely the way to go. If you want to order it, go to tasteofchicago.com, order the Lou Malnati's six pack, you'll never never look back, so that's just an aside again me with the free advertising, but whatever, so you know what I mean by the whole concept of of um perfectly imperfect is i think uh, we we either we or we allow uh the influences or the influencers in our lives to set this bar for us now are they setting the bar in terms of their their, their physique, in terms of uh, their possessions, in terms of their social status? No. We are choosing to do a, a social comparison of saying, look where they're at, look where I'm at. And it could lead to things like self-loathing. It could lead to things like, like bullying. It could lead to things like, like self-deprecation. Um, again, there's the assumption that if other people have what we perceive that we want, and they have it, and that, that, that one, that they're happy, and two, that if, if, if we got those things, that that would therefore make us happy. So I think we're on this perpetual quest for happiness, but I think if you look at it from a perspective of being in a place where we can have emotional equilibrium. Where we can tolerate times of sadness, where we can tolerate times of despair, tolerate times of frustration, tolerate times of ambiguity, and also the same with positive emotions of, of, of happiness, of, of euphoria, of, um, of just peace just just peace of mind and in in the world of psychology and psychiatry peace of mind is something that we struggle with on a daily basis in in working with the patients that we work with is is getting to a place of peace of mind and going back to that text message from a person who was on the plane saying that they just felt this void people who struggle with emotion feel that they, they are trapped in this void and it's a very dark place but it's amazing, and I, I don't know which episode I did this on. I think it was like resiliency or the power of the human condition. That It's amazing if you step back. It doesn't discount the, the pain, the struggle, and the difficulty that these negative emotions have. But with, with the right interventions and the, and, the, and the amount of work that you put into it, you could turn sadness into happiness. You could you could turn mourning into joy, mourning in the sun—not not you know morning, night, and day—but mourning in terms of just like grieving, and uh, and sometimes unexpected things happen. And they throw us for a loop, and, and, and that's okay. I'm just really coming from a point of trying to normalize emotions as part of our daily lives to not be afraid for, of them. And many people, again, in this world of psychology and psychiatry, being the whole world of, 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 of uh, psychiatric medications and, and pharmacokinetics, is, is to try to modulate. And re regulate the emotions because you know, this involves serotonin and, and, and dopamine and norepinephrine and, and glutamate and GABA, the different neurotransmitters, uh, neurotransmitters, acety, acetylcholine, acetylcholinesterase. These are all, you know, physiological changes in the brain. Uh, and, and, and psychotropic medications help to try to re regulate that, even like electroconvulsive therapy or transmigranial stimulation. And now they're getting into. Uh, treatments back in the 60s of using hallucinogens and ketamine. Um, So, you know, people don't, none of us, I think if we were given the choice, hey, do you want to feel happy or sad? I think, you know, the most rational answer is I want to feel happy. But that's not how life works because life comes to us all. I didn't ask for my dad to die and be diagnosed with bile duct cancer. Then I had no control over that whatsoever. And I allowed myself to feel and the feelings, they sucked they absolutely sucked. And I I, I cried. And there's days that I still cry, but I don't allow myself to stay there. I don't allow myself to stay stuck because I have responsibilities have responsibilities as a neuropsychologist, as a doctor, as, as a husband, as a, as a stepfather, as, as a brother, as a family member. And I think people get so mired down by their own emotions that they remain stuck there. And this is, if you go back to the episode I did on help rejectors, this is where it become really, really frustrating. You know, people have asked me like, how do I get a family member into therapy? How do I get my parent who has a personality disorder into therapy? I said you can't want it more than they do. And this is where I, I also mentioned in one of the episodes, like sometimes we have to love people from afar. If 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 their psychological condition or their psychological disposition, whether or not they have a diagnosed psychiatric condition, if it's impacting our daily functioning or, or the daily functioning of our loved ones around us, you know, our children. Our grandchildren, our our cousins, our nieces, you know, some people's toxicity. We call these people like energy vampires. They just suck the life out of people. And, um, you know, I I would really encourage you to really get a you know to get a really good understanding of of you know emotions from a characterological perspective. Uh, I'm not telling you to go out and become a Bruce Springsteen diehard fan, but I think if you if you re- listen to the lyrics of a lot of his words of racing in the street. Um, of um the song Leah uh, living proof my beautiful reward um Jesus was an only son i think he does an amazing job of trying to really explain the human experience and you know again if you if i if i digress back to cognitive therapy yes it it emotions don't have a place in it because we focus on changing behaviors or thoughts and emotions change as a result of it i just wanted to really use this episode to, to normalize and validate and, and encourage you to validate what you are feeling. But again, not allowing yourself to get to a place of self-loathing and blaming and staying stuck because that's that's again, as I've said before, that's when the demons will come and it will become over rehearsed. will be that will become your safe place. That will become your go-to place. Um, happiness is a choice. I think it really is. I think sadness is also a choice. It doesn't mean that you may, we, 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 I think we ebb and flow throughout the ether of time. We ebb and flow into different emotional states. But I think at the end of the day, happiness, I would, you know, the most rational thing is happiness is is the is the state that we most want to be in and we want to be in all the time. But we can't stop life from happening. We can't stop tragedies. We can't stop death in our families. We can't stop, you know, horrible bosses. We can't stop, you know, toxic friends. But what we do have control over, and a really important part I want to point, I want to impart, is you have complete control over what you do with it. You can pick up the phone and get into therapy. You can call a prescriber and get in for meds, independent of the wait lists are being long. Those are excuses. Um. But you, we don't have a right to stay there and, and do nothing about it. But we do have a right to feel. We do have a right to allow ourselves to feel and, and to verbalize it in, in, in adaptive ways. Um, who want, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there, but I'm, who wants to feel anger all the time? Who wants to feel depressed all the time? Who wants to feel just numb all the time? And again, I'm sure there are people out there, but when you're looking from a perspective of what Julie and I do for a living, it's 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 you know my job is, to, is is to put the label in the diagnostic picture and to clarify that. Julie's job is to try and mute the intensity, severity, and duration of what people are experiencing. But emotions are powerful. Emotions are are they 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 can they can really just 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 choke us psychologically and 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 impact our thoughts and, and our behaviors and that's part of what's called the cognitive triad that the emotions can impact cognition and impact behavior so if i'm incredibly depressed i'm going to think in a depressed state and i'm therefore going to act i'm not going to want to get out of bed i'm going to do what i call sheet therapy i'm going to pull the sheets off look at the clock and just throw the sheets back on and just want to stay in bed that to me that's that's an excuse that's a poor excuse. When there are interventions that are out there and resources that are out there for you or a loved one to stay in that space. And I've really tried, I hope I've done a good job of staying away from any specific disorder or psychopathology. I'm just talking about emotions in in, in the general human sense that yes, we do walk through life with a hammer and we create and we try to create the best versions of ourselves, the best versions of our lives, the best versions of, of the ideologies that we want to see manifested. And I think sometimes we also burn. And that could be self-sabotage. That could be out of uh, anger. That could be out of a feeling of being wronged by other people. Um so, I think it's really a, a a culmination of that. And you know the magnitude of how that statement resonates for me t- to me to have me tattoo my body with with those symbols and those words of love and emotion, I think resonates to me not only as uh, a doctor or a professional, but just as 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 a person, as a human going through the roller coaster of life that we are all on. And life, I said does come to us all, and God gives us the grace for today. He does not give us the grace for tomorrow. So if you're in an emotional state and you're in a happy state, enjoy it. And try and stay there as long as you can. And if you're in a negative state, accept that, appreciate it, own it, but, but do something about it. Because the emotional piece, because we are social creatures, not only impacts ourselves, but it impacts all those that we come in contact with, our parents, our children, our our grandparents, our, our coworkers. So our emotional states not only have, um, you know you know, verbal dialogue of like talking in a very depressed tone of voice or, oh my God, I've had a great weekend. It was awesome. We went sailing, you know, in in a a happy voice. But you also look at what's called like, like paraverbal communication that emotions are, are, are conveyed. And I think a higher degree, uh, most amount of communication emotionally is nonverbal. So it's very easy to, to recognize if somebody is happy, if somebody is sad, if somebody is calm, if somebody is depressed, if somebody is in a different mood state. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're pretty good and pretty adept at, at being able to pick up on on nonverbal communication or paraverbal communication. Um so it's really important that you know, even though we're in a in a mood state, and, and sometimes, like Shakespeare said, we're actors, and the world's just a stage, and we have to put a mask on. And a lot of people walk around with masks on, um, and under that mask is an incredible amount of pain. So I just wanted to do this this episode um, again, based off of the the one text message of the person but they're just filling this void. And, and, and the current state of the world in where we're at, we think we're coming out of the pandemic and, and things are going to back to normal. And then there's fear of, of, of war and, and, and casualties and, and to be passive bystanders, at least in the United States, of, of a highly industrialized nation and watching these, these, these uh, you know atrocities happen, uh, it, it, it evokes a lot in people and, and feelings are valid. Feelings are valid, and it's okay if you feel any certain way. Own it, and if it's on the negative side, don't stay there. Make adjustments, not excuses. So, until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Own your emotions allow yourself to feel, allow others to feel, distance yourself from those who are having negative implications on your life or the lives of your loved ones or others that are in your proximity. Um, feel free to get a hold of me at Psychology Today. Uh, you can email me at outlook.com. You could reach me at 617-750-9411 East Coast Standard Time. Again, I do my best to get back to as many people as I can. The whole goal of this podcast I do this organically. I don't make notes. I talk at the top of my head. It's it's my passion for mental health is to legitimize it, to destigmatize it, to validate it, to give it the integrity it deserves, but also to instill a sense of hope. And emotions, they as as great as they they can become, they can be uh, to the same magnitude as painful. So until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Question everything. Be well. I will talk to you guys next week.